Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader podcast. And I'm your host and the founder of Blue Pea Pod, Ruth Sanderson. If you want to become a leader of an organization where people feel alive and fully contribute, one that really understands who you are, lets you contribute your talents, live your purpose and make a difference. Listen in now as we share the latest practical ideas and techniques to experience authentic success through leadership. Hello, I'm Ruth Sanderson. I was um, on a flight back from Amsterdam recently and chatting to uh, the guy sat next to me. And one of the things we were discussing was developing future leaders and having a talent pipeline. Uh, what do we think the best ways of developing future leaders were? Um, because let's face it, it can be an expensive business. Uh, so I thought I'd share with you some of uh, some of my thoughts on when is the right time to develop your future leaders? Because let's face it, it is uh, there's an element of second guessing involved because we don't always know exactly what is going to be required in the future of a leader. But you've got to be able to equip them in advance with what we think they're going to need in order for them to be able to um, handle the future with confidence and clarity. Now, and obviously in the other areas, we kind of go, yeah, OK, we've got a pretty good idea that this is what's going to be required. Because then we have to mix in the challenge of and just how do we blend all this learning together so that real change and integration takes place within the leader. Now, I have to say skills is the easy part for them to learn and practice. The hard part is qualities because they need to then develop those and embody them. So more time is involved and not just time, time and action. Um, leadership development really should be a mix of on the job, in moment opportunities to practice what they've either read or learned in the classroom or seen other people do or whatever's happened in the boardroom or the coaching and mentoring sessions, etc, etc. Too often, though, it's actually seen as separate bits that are never integrated. Now, I have to say, from my perspective, initially, all leadership development, initially, all leadership development is via osmosis. What leaders do, or prospective leaders, is they soak up what they see other leaders do and imitate. Kind of monkey see, monkey do. It's not the most refined way of developing the future of your business. Of course, if they've picked up good habits, well, that's fantastic. But chances are they've also picked up some bad habits. And as we know, habits are hard things to break. Now, we might decide to tell you what, I'm going to send them on a three day leadership course. This can be very hit and miss for a whole heap of reasons. It depends on how it was designed. It depends who it's really for. It also depends what it can and can't realistically achieve. It also massively depends on the attendee's reason for actually being there in the room. So, you know, you can have a very well designed course and, you know, with some clear, realistic, deliverable outputs, some shifts that people can definitely know are there on day three. But of course, 
depending on their reason for being in the room, they may miss all of this. Again, I've seen people rock up and they don't know why they're there. I mean, I ask them. It's one of the things I do at the very beginning. And I get comments like, I've heard it was good, which is nice. But you kind of going to go, and so you're here just because it's good then. it's Maybe that's also a little expensive. It's good to be curious, but, you know, have a couple of other reasons for wanting to be there as well. <laughs> this one, I have to say, I wanted to visit the city slash or my friends who live here. I mean, i got to say, well, at least that's honest. Um, the other one that sometimes happens is my boss told me to come. But I don't know why. I mean, you know, I, I get people who say my boss told me to come and he because I need to develop X, Y, Z. But I also get people who say my boss told me to come and that's it. And I don't know why he told me to come. He just seems to think I need to be here. Which isn't the most powerful start for them. Or not, for me, really, who actually wants to help them take their leadership to the next level. Of course, I've got to be honest here and turn around and say that this isn't just the domain of new leaders. More established and senior leaders don't always do much better. Um, I've heard things like, I need to role model learning or sure this topic is important. So I thought I'd better attend a course. Now, I have to say this is fine if we assume that the person also wants to implement what they've learned rather than just attend the course. But occasionally, literally, it is a tick box thing, which is very sad. Uh, the other one, uh, my 360 degree feedback showed I needed to work on X. So I'm here. And I kind of go, so, so the conversation goes something like this. So do you agree with your 360? Nope. But I'm attending this, so it'll shut them up. Now, developing a skill in somebody when they don't see why they need to develop that skill, it's hard. Developing a quality is a far tougher challenge. And and in some cases, that can often be better done through coaching and mentoring rather than a short training course. Now, got to turn around and say, there really probably is no such thing as perfect timing. It's just like there's no such thing as, you know, well, I'm going to phrase it differently. Imperfect action beats no action every time. So, you know, a challenge for leaders is in supporting the developing leader in becoming aware of what they actually do need to work on and why, rather than waiting until it's well and truly needed and problems are already starting to um, take hold. If we wait until the problems are quite sizable, then yes, it is far easier to get the person to want to learn because they feel the pain of the problem and they see the need. However, there are times when that can come with a sense of I'm drowning here and I really don't want to make any more mistakes, which usually means that they return from the course and get sucked back into day-to-day -day stuff and old habits. Because comfortable and known, even when it brings problems, is oddly easier than going back and feeling uncomfortable, practicing something that they've learned, but you're, but at this stage in the game, it's not natural. So over the years of developing resilient and authentic leaders, I have to say the route that tends to get the most return on investment for businesses and for the individual leader 
is it is a significant investment. It's a year long program, but it is a mix of intensive training, powerful one to one coaching and mentoring sessions. And that way, both skills and qualities can be addressed and there's an opportunity to tailor it to the individual's requirements. It also means that because it's over that period of time, there is that in-between. They go away and they practice and they practice and they practice. So it's like a layering and a building process. Now, at the beginning, or even before it actually begins, the CEO or whoever is the leader uh, sponsoring that participant, if you like, will explain to them why they want them to attend and what they expect from it. And I like it when during the programme they continue to have conversations. So it's not just me that's having conversations with the leader about how they're implementing it and what results are they seeing, etc, etc. They also have somebody inside the business who is continuing to ask and explore. So it doesn't become a, yeah, well, we've sent you on a programme and that's it, hands off approach. Because that rarely delivers the maximum value or results that's possible for the business. But of course, all of this takes forethought, planning and commitment. Now, honestly, there are many leadership development initiatives in business that aren't fit for purpose um, anymore. But of course, they're established. And again, it's easier to stick with what is than bite the bullet and create something that you believe will work, but as yet don't have proof. And truthfully, no business is going to invest at this level in all its leaders. It's just not possible. You know, there has to be some element of selection and cherry picking. And how do we go about the cherry picking? Well, there's a whole variety of different ways. One of the things to think about is when you know you'd like to keep the person because you believe they're part of the future success of your business, then it's certainly time to invest in developing their leadership. It's it's not about, well, okay, I've seen this happen. Basically, people have waited until this person is bored or restless or feeling um, appreciated maybe, but not actually valued. And, and then this is offered in a hope that this will keep them. I mean, you know, it is that beautiful dilemma. What if I develop them and they leave? But what if you don't and they stay? I've known leaders stay with companies after this level of investment who without it would absolutely certainly have gone. I've also known others go on to leave and they credit the investment in their leadership as a reason for their continued success. They have a fondness for the company that invested in them at that level. In some cases, they're still an advocate for the company. So whilst they may no longer work there, they still want that company to succeed. Um, and, and even on a few occasions, I have also known people return back to that company. All the richer for working elsewhere. You know, in one sense, we never really know quite how our route or track is going to go. I'm going to also look at it as a slightly different angle because I've been talking about how do we invest in our future leaders and when is the right time. 
But here's another thought. As, as leaders, what about our ability to lead in the future? How are you keeping yourself in the mix? How are you staying ahead of the curve? How are you ensuring that you're relevant for the business that you lead now, but also the one that you want to lead in the future? I mean, this is the sneaky challenge for some leaders. They get to a certain point and they forget about themselves. And slowly, creepingly, they become less relevant, less agile, less valuable. So don't do that to yourself. You know, we talk about investing in our future leaders. And now I'm talking about investing in yourself. And sometimes companies turn around and say, we've invested in you to get to this, but we're not going to, we're not going to invest in you further. But that doesn't mean to say that you have to not invest in yourself. Um, you know, over the years, I've I've invested in myself with coaching and mentoring and, and other courses. And, and it's been, it's, it's paid dividends even for me, let alone for the business, it's paid dividends for me. It could be that you, that there is a course that you want to do. It could be that there are books or TED Talks that you uh, want to read. And it could be that you're at that stage in your leadership where you need something that is ultimately tailored to you and your needs and your desired future right now. In which case, I have to say, a one-to-one session with a good coach and mentor should add the value that you need. And in the space of a very short period of time, I mean, in some cases, you know, I'll spend half a day with somebody. And in that half day, they are back ahead of the curve. So, investing in your future leaders, there's some things to think about. And it's also a moment for you to think about your leadership where you want to be in the future and what do you need to do to get there. Until next time.